Hello listeners, and welcome to A Dash of Saul with AJ. I'm your host, Ahsoka Jackson, author, blogger, poet, and freelance proofreader. I'm going to give a recap here by resuming from the last couple paragraphs of part 6. If Aaron and the team are there strictly to advance Pyrides' purposes, and there's nothing to be gained for the Eldians of Marley, then that means that there's little to no upside here for Falco that would make Aaron's betrayal feel more forgivable. If our forces from Pyrides were ultimately trying to help their fellow Eldians, and free them from the abuses of the rest of Marley, that would give them a lot more leeway here when it comes to the civilian deaths and when it comes to personal situations like the one with Falco. I'd still want to give the kid a million bear hugs, but I could at least say that this is for the best and that he and his people will ultimately be able to live good lives, rather than being treated as eternal prisoners and punching bags for Marley to take his frustrations out on and kill more or less at will. Think of what happened with Faye. And think of the fact that her family was left without justice, without even the chance to pursue justice, really. So freeing the people from that, I can take the personal betrayal, and maybe the civilian deaths. That's something I want to get into for episode 6 or 7, really. But if this is purely about the folks on parties, then even if the attack overall is justified due to Marley's actions, what can I now say to Falco, who's inadvertently aiding the destruction of not only his country in general, but also his own ethnic and physical community within it? His fellow Marleyan Eldians, and his literal friends and neighbors within Marley specifically. Folks who have been suffering the same hell and abuse he has. If that's the reality of the situation, then simply saying that at least he's helping parties is Cole's mother freaking comfort. And more than ever, I wish that Aaron had just hired someone to take care of the letters, because doing that to Falco is screwed. And I wonder if, in those moments of revelation, Falco realized the sheer irony of it all. He'd been wary of Reiner and wondered whether he could trust him and whether their goals had aligned. Yet now, Reiner's the one to protect him, and Aaron, the young man Falco had respected and trusted all this time, has turned out to have tricked and used him this entire time. In any case, having discussed Falco and his rather extreme experience of stranger danger, we can proceed to the other big dynamic of the conversation, the one between Aaron and Reiner. The stuff with Falco broke my heart, and the stuff with Aaron and Reiner pretty much took my breath away. Actually, I can say one more thing related to Falco. There's an interview I watched with his voice actor where he talked about what it was like to work with Kajiyuki, Aaron's voice actor. I may have mentioned this in one of my previous episodes, it's kind of hard to keep track of at this point, but he was talking about what it was like to work with and alongside Kaji. And the short version is basically that it was like Kaji was doing such a perfect job of capturing that sort of imposing aura and that sense of command and that charisma of sorts to where Falco's voice actor understood what the character saw there and why Falco would have been drawn to Aaron and sort of fallen under his sway as a leadership figure, if you will. And this scene, even though it's in some ways brutal and all sorts of chilling, it's also so fascinating. The conversation goes in directions you really wouldn't expect, and the elements of the performance throughout were just so perfectly done. The voice acting, the expressions, the body language, the music. And again, it feels so overwhelming, not only with juggling all the different scenes in the episode, Galliard, Tiber, and the rest, but also even just within this single scene. We have three different characters who each have their own mental and emotional journeys playing out throughout this scene, and it's happening simultaneously. 
Falco is actually experiencing some of the same shock and horror and betrayal that Aaron did in finding out that Annie and later Reiner and Bertholz were traitors. He even gets teary-eyed the way Aaron had when Reiner revealed himself in Bertholz. And then Reiner. He's just made the decision to live for the sake of the kids, and then runs straight into the man who currently has prime means, motive, and opportunity to end him. And clearly Reiner hasn't actually lost either his self-hatred or his suicidal streak. And just in case we didn't get it from what we saw in episode 3, this episode explicitly looped uh, back to that idea that maybe the reason that random suicidal man told Reiner's team his own story all those years ago was that he wanted to be judged. Well now, Reiner gets that exact opportunity actually. He gets to well, actually, is pretty much coerced into confessing to someone in a seemingly perfect position to judge him. Someone he hurt very, very deeply. And he, did, and he didn't just hurt him in a more broad and practical sense um, through all the tragedy and being orphaned and everything else that came with and after the fall of Shiganshina. He also hurt him on a personal level by being someone who had given him advice and whom Aaron had looked up to and regarded as a comrade probably a mentor and a friend. Again, just like Falco and Aaron now. I get the impression from Reiner's reaction that maybe he'd been missing some details regarding what happened to Aaron's mother, but he definitely knew in a general sense that Aaron is someone who fully appreciates the pain and the horror and the effects of Reiner's actions. He felt the weight of it as someone on the receiving end. And if anyone does, Aaron certainly deserves a confession and an explanation. And I think Reiner was actually sincere still in wanting to die. And I think he would have actually been quite content with the idea of having uh, one of his victims be the one to end his life. Problem is, those two weren't alone. Falco was in the room. Falco, one of the very children Reiner had promised himself to look after. And like I said, I think he has this desire to be there for them and not let them down the way he'd let his Marlian team and even the folks from Aaron's side down years ago. Plus, there are all the folks in the apartments. So while I think his eventual begging for Aaron to kill him was sincere, I think the bigger motivator there was that he was hoping to sacrifice himself for Falcon and the rest. I think he was really hoping that if he offered himself up, that it would placate Aaron's anger and he would refrain from killing everyone else. But if that was the plan, well, just Reiner's freaking luck. Apparently, Aaron Yeager, of all people in the freaking Attack on Titan universe, has taken anger management classes. Or has he? And now we reach the point where we start to realize that maybe the Titans were never the biggest mystery of the series. Maybe it was Aaron. His journey, just in this conversation, like I said earlier, chilling brutal, and also effing mesmerizing. Reiner wants to be killed, and Aaron goes for the jugular, and then twists, and then pulls the knife out and starts patching the wound up again and solicitously applying careful first aid. And then he pulls out a gun. <laughs> you understand going in that Aaron must have so much he wants to say to Reiner after all this time. Yet what he says is both more brutal and more gentle than you'd expect. It's just crazy. And it's like the conversation can in some ways be summed up as a good news, bad news message to Reiner. The good news is, it's nothing personal. 
The bad news is, it's nothing personal. You know how folks say it's nothing personal right before or after they do something god-awful to you? Yeah, that's the bad news one. Now, I can't be the only one <laughs> who found it kind of funny when Reiner brought up the subject of how Aaron had threatened revenge years ago. A big thanks to Supersama and COD42 for reminding me where that scene was, by the way. I couldn't remember it. Uh, I couldn't remember when it was that Aaron had made his revenge vow. Aaron had wanted these guys to not only die, but to suffer. And with this being Aaron, you can believe him when he sounds like he's going to track someone down to the ends of the earth to carry out his revenge. He would. He really would. And I think most of us were already busy polishing up a nice, sand-lined coffin for Reiner when Falco brought him downstairs and reintroduced our two old high school friends. But Aaron does the last thing you'd ever expect and basically goes, Ugh, that's... Nah, man, I'm not... Just forget I said that, brother, alright? Reiner's reaction there? I feel like he embodied the audience right there. Just some most pure, complete shock and confusion. Like, we must have heard you wrong. This is like having someone beat up or otherwise mistreat Aaron and Mikasa Ackerman not caring. It doesn't even compute. Yet the craziest thing about it is that it's actually not without precedent, and it's not actually out of character. It does show us changes to Aaron's character, but these were changes we were already shown that he's capable of. I'll talk about that in the next episode here. Thanks for listening today, and I hope you had a great time. If you're enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and turn your notification signs and get updates. You can also help make the show visible for new viewers by leaving a like, share, comment, or review on whichever platform you use to listen. Until next episode, be blessed and stay salty.